where we're going. You'll find out soon enough. And so will your squad. Using my comm won't work. They'll know it's a trap. They'll still come for you. Bucketheads, Mavar, Tigar, welcome to the 79th Camino crushing episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, Share this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, if possible or so inclined. Five-star reviews. They are the best way to help us defeat the tyranny of the Empire. And, of course, the algorithm that, uh, that it spawned. <laughs> so, thank you so much in advance for doing that. And, and yeah, we're back. It's, it's Bad Batch Friday. One of the final two Bad Batch Fridays for the year. And I couldn't be more delighted with this week's episode of the, of the series. Uh, part one of, of a two-parter for, this, for the season finale. And this is uh, season one, episode 15, Return to Camino. And it's, uh, it's a really nicely done episode uh, that, that sort of helps more fully like bookend uh, uh, stuff from the Clone Wars. It, it, it sort of uh, brings an end to an era for Star Wars. You know, closes one chapter the clone chapter basically and it's uh, I, like I said I really like this one a lot I think it's been um, I've I, I've liked the season I know that I, I am maybe uh, one of the percentage of people that are, are more high on it than others I know some people have been a little frustrated with some of the some of the uh, ups and downs and inconsistencies with it you know people wanting more development from the characters and, and things like that and I'm not I'm not gonna say anybody's wrong about that like you consume the content the way you want, and you take from it what you want, and that's okay. That's the way we're supposed to do it. Um, I, I've, I've, I've liked this show as an introduction. <laughs> I think this season's done well introducing us to these characters, and and allowing allowing them to get a little bit of time to, to to breathe, to get their feet under them a little bit. And you know, we've we've talked in in the prior episodes about how uh, how some of the characters have, re have reacted to their new situation, their new their new uh, uh, this, this new galaxy, this new landscape they find themselves in for the galaxy. And, you know, I, I, yeah, I wish they would dive into it a little bit more deeply. Uh, but, you know, we're doing Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays, and we're very early into that rewatch series. I'm, you know, we're only in Season 2 on there. Uh, but rewatching Season 1 was sort of a, of a reminder that, you know, as great as The Clone Wars became, it did start more slowly, and it did start... Um, in a very introductory 101 kind of way. And I, I think that's something that we all should keep in mind uh, when we head into next week's 
finale finale, and we can uh, then look at the at the full season in review and, and kind of uh, analyze it more in a, in a more complete manner, <laughs> if that makes any sense at all, because I think this show will, is much like is will be much like the Clone Wars, much like Rebels, um, where we spend a lot of time in that first season just getting to know our characters and. Uh, uh, setting the stage for what's to come you know there's a, a, a lot of build-up a lot of build-up a lot of things to come and that's good that's you want to give that base that firm base to build the house upon <laughs> you know j again just like clone wars just like rebels you know they had exciting episodes for sure this show had exciting episodes as well but yeah i, I understand why some people might have some criticisms with some of the other episodes in it and and that's okay because I think this week's episode I think made everybody happy. I don't think there's much more that you could do. Well, I mean, listen, I'm always gonna have comments in my, in my mind. I'm always gonna have comments and things like, oh, if they had done this, they could have explored this. But that, that it's not my show. I'm not involved. I get I'm just a member of the audience like everybody else, and I'm along for the ride. And and on that from that in that facet in that uh, with that mindset. I really, really dug this one, and I, I'm hoping you all did as well. So enough of me kind of like rambling on here. Let's get into the episode proper, shall we? Strap on your buckets. Let's go. His communication device has just been activated. It appears he is no longer on Daro. What do you mean? Where is he? Well, we know the answer to that. He's on Camino now. I mean, that's in the name of the episode. Come on, Omega keep up with us all right <laughs> as we said at the beginning of the, of the episode this is the review for season one episode 15 of the bad batch return to camino our plot for this week's show it's a pretty you know they have done a really stellar job of being very uh, basic with their plot descriptions this season that holds firm in this episode as well the bad batch find themselves in unexpected territory in this thrilling finale but it's only part one of the thrilling finale, so we'll have to see how many more thrills are left uh, next week. I assume quite a bit because we do leave the batch in a precarious situation at the end of the end of the, end of the show. This week's director is Nathaniel Villanueva. Episode writer Matt Mishnovitz himself, our story editor for the majority of season one, he steps on board to write the uh, write the uh, write this finale. And uh, hey, Matt. Great job, buddy. You kicked some serious booty with this one. Our cast this week, once again, D. Bradley Baker is the Bad Batch and the Clone Troopers. Michelle Ang is Omega. Ben Diskin is AZI-3. Tino Hang is ESO-2. Ness Batista is ESO-3. Steven Stanton is Tarkin. And Nishar, oh, excuse me, Nashir Dalal is Vice Admiral Rampart. So, and again, another tight casting group here for this episode uh, because again it's 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 uh, you know bad batch centric it's uh, crosshair centric so who do you need you need d bradley baker and that's it that's all you get that's all you, that's all you need but yeah we pick up right where we left off at the, at the end of last week's episode hunter is a prisoner of the empire uh crosshair has come to collect him from daro and is now taking him back to camino they will be using him as bait to bring the rest of the batch and in, back into the fold uh, this is uh, not un. This is basically, I think, what we all were expecting to happen by the end, at the end of last week's episode. Uh, if I were to have a, criti a critique of of the season overall, is I really had uh, hoped and thought there would have been a bit more. Excuse me, I just dropped my notebook over there. I, I was hoping and expecting to be a bit more of a kind of cat and mouse game between uh, Hunter Echo 
and and tech, you know, kind of on the run from Crosshair, but we never really got there. You know, it wasn't even until uh, after the Ryloth episode that uh, Vice Admiral Rampart was concerned enough about Clone Force ninety nine to to kind of give the authorization to to Crosshair to you know make an effort to capture or eliminate his former squad mates. Um, so I, I was a little surprised that wasn't the direction the show took a little bit earlier on. But, again, like I said, I, I, I think there was a lot of effort put into uh, not giving us exactly what we thought we were going to get from this series and allowing these characters to kind of explore this new empire that was forming up around them uh, and, and seeing the, the transformation that the Republic has gone through now that it is, it is the first galactic empire of, uh, of Palpatine's of Darth Sidious himself. So, uh, again, there's a lot of breathing room in this season, and, and I know I know not everyone liked it as much as I did, and that's okay. That, that's perfectly fine. Because I think we do ha- now have a solid foundation uh, on, with which to build on, and, and we, that will only take us to higher heights in Seasons 2 and onward. Which, by the way, it has been officially announced that Season 2 of The Bad Batch is in the works. It is coming soon. So we will have more Bad Batch Fridays here on the Men Division Podcast. So I hope... Everyone's excited about that, at least as much as I am, because more Star Wars animation is something to keep me happy for the rest of my days. Love it, love it, love it. Back to this episode, though. Catching up with Clone Force 99. They're back on Orb Mantel, excuse me. Uh, they're repairing their ship because they, they suffered some damage in, the, in their escape from Daro last week. So they got to repair the ship. They have to get back, the, you know, and, and Omega is a chomping at the bit to get back to Daro to rescue Hunter. That is like her sole interest in this episode. She's frustrated with how long it's taking to repair the ship, how long they're 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 sitting in dry dock basically on Ord Mantel doing repairs instead of rescuing Hunter, which is what all she wants to do. Which uh, again, this speaks to Omega's emotionality. I mean, she's emotionality is that a word? I uh, probably not, but her emotional state. Uh, we know that she is a cunning strategist, but she's she's a kid out on her own and she has this family unit around her now and the father figure of that family unit has just been captured by the empire so she is bound and determined to get the batch back out there to rescue hunter and that sort of overrides a lot of more uh, more of her sort of logical thinking however she does play a huge part in getting the bad batch into a position to rescue hunter when they do head back to camino now as as we said uh crosshair turns on that communicator to lure them out. Everyone knows it's a trap, but they really don't have a choice because, yeah, they, they all want to go rescue Hunter. That's their brother. And they will not abandon him. And Crosshair knows that. And they all know that. So it's just a question of, of, of trying to outmaneuver each other, outflank each other. Uh, but Crosshair gets the upper hand on them pretty, pretty easily, uh, all things considered. That's because he knows their moves. I mean, he was in Clone Force 99. He knows exactly how they're going to operate, how... Uh, tech is going to approach things. How uh, Wrecker is just going to, you know, barrel through things. He knows all this, so anticipating it and setting it up uh, to to more easily detain them and have a confrontation with his brothers. Uh, it's, it's very exciting. It's very good stuff. As we get back to Camino, though, when the batch first gets there, um, actually, I'm not even before the batch gets there. I think it's just so interesting to go back to Camino and uh, see it in it. It's state now. I mean, we saw it last week. They were they were sort of moving the forces out. They were uh, transferring the clones to other 
divisions, other units, other ships. Kamina was being deserted. So now we go back to Depaka City, and it's it's empty. It's something we've never seen before uh, with with Kamino. And uh, there's something very eerie about it, very haunting about it. Um, again, it's this place that was uh, bursting with clone activity, clone life, and and to see it just this sort of um, had this sort of like medicinal hospital effect to it, right? Like very antiseptic, uh, with no one in there inhabiting it, no one using the simulators, no one in the, in the cafeteria. Uh, it it was, uh, I, I found it to be a, a tad startling. Just it was just like wow, that is um that is a very very empty Topaka City. Topoka City. Topaka? Poka? Topaka City on Camino. So you're the one they call Hunter. The destruction your squad caused on Ryloth got my attention. I leave this to you, Commander. Stay on schedule. I question the clone's motives with his old squad. I don't trust any of them. If his plan fails, none of them will be a problem any longer. Keep an eye on things. Yes, Admiral. So that seems right from when Crosshair returns with Hunter to Kamino. And again, there's a minimal Imperial effort on the uh, on the surface as they have evacuated their forces, moved them on, relocated them, all those things. Uh, but Hunter, I'm sorry, excuse me, Crosshair apparently has a plan, and it's to bring the batch back to Camino and that hopefully capture them at that point. What we see at the end of that scene, I think, is very, very interesting. As now we have this conscripted army, we have this uh, army of the Empire that's being, uh, uh, you know, the people of the galaxy are are being recruited for, are being enlisted for. Uh, and there's now there is anti-clone sentiment fomenting amongst the non-clone beings against the uh, with uh, you know amongst the non-clone troopers even if even if they are the ones like we saw in Daro how those those TK stormtroopers are being trained by republic commandos again more clones but you have to wonder like how much of that is going to go against the remaining clones as well this sort of uh, uh, idea that maybe the clones are no longer trustworthy because they are from the old order from the old way from the old republic and you have to wonder if that's a little bit... Is, is this just specific to Crosshair, or is this the beginning of anti-clone sentiment in the Empire? And, you know, another reason that we might see uh, clones turned out from the Empire at a certain point, once the, once the Imperial numbers, their enlistment numbers are high enough. So, so something to keep an eye on, something to pay attention to. I thought that was an interesting exchange there. Uh, again, I don't think I don't think that TK Trooper is, is, is actually she's an ES, excuse me, is uh, off base. You know, obviously there is a personal issue between Crosshair and Clone Force ninety nine. So to be to pay attention to that, I think does sort of make a fair amount of sense from her perspective. But again, I I am I am curious if there is a larger anti clone sentiment that will be growing from within the Empire here, amongst the enlisted beings of the galaxy, the human beings of the galaxy who enlist in the Empire. Remember, we know they have a very uh, anti-alien leanings in the Empire. You know, why not ha add anti-clone to that list as well? Something to think about. So now Clone Force 99 arrives at Kamino. They are trying to get in undetected. They don't want to land in directly in the middle of the city. 
Uh, and luckily, they don't have to because Omega has some valuable information about a secret landing pad that the Empire doesn't know about that's a ways off from the city. They're able to land on this pad that's uh, hidden beneath the surface of the ocean, and you have to get real, real low to even activate it. So once they get on that platform, they see what, how, what, what distance they are away from the city, and they're like, well, how the heck are we still supposed to get there? And that's when Omega also reveals a, a network of, uh, of tubes that go under the under the surface of the water that lead back into the city. Again, another uh, network, another uh, thing that the, the the Kaminoans have in place that the Empire is unaware of. Uh, this is very very interesting. It takes us takes us into the city and into a very important place. Transport system is not documented on any schematics. Kaminoans keep a lot of secrets. Indeed, Omega, how did you know this existed? Nala say. This tunnel leads to her private research lab. The others run throughout Camino. So next up, I want to play a sequence between uh, Hunter and Crosshair. They're they're in the midst of, of luring the batch into their 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 little trap they have set up here. Uh, but this is there's an interesting exchange here between the two, uh, where Crosshair says something that uh, we haven't uh, heard him say before. In 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 a sense, we we begin to kind of get a you know Crosshair is stoic. At best, keeps a lot of thoughts, his personal thoughts to himself. You know, does not express himself very well. But this is where we're going to get a little insight into his feelings as, as things played out. You know, back in episode one of the series. So let's take a listen here and and uh, see what you think. A ship was detected entering the system, but we lost them below scanner range. It's them. I'll notify the scouts. Don't bother. They'll come to us. They don't leave their own behind. Most of the time. You tried to kill us. We didn't have a choice. And I did. Alright, so interesting stuff right there. Uh, the first time we're sort of given to, to sort of doubt maybe what we saw in those first episodes. Maybe there's a little bit more going on there. Uh, between Crosshair and, and the Batch and the way he feels about them uh, leaving him there. Uh, so there's there's some, some things to process, some feelings to kind of get, they have to work out. And that will come to a head uh, by the end of this episode as, as uh, things escalate towards the third act of the episode. All right, so Clone Force 99 arrives at the secret lab. And they have a little bit of an interesting conversation about what just what exactly occurred in this specific laboratory that I think is very very interesting. Uh, a, a, a good scene to watch Omega's reaction to hear the tone of her voice as she talks about these things. So pay attention to this. I don't get it. What's so special about this lab? It's where I was created. Here. You all were here too. What do you mean? Your mutations were enhanced in this room. Experimental Unit 99 began right here. I was there. Wow. What? Is that true? How could I possibly know that? It was only for a short time before you were sent to be with the other clones. Something's not right. All right, so really interesting uh, sequence there. We have a lot of questions about the origins of Clone Force 99 still, right? At least that's what they're trying to in, uh, hint at, is that maybe there's more going on here. There was more 
behind the scenes for the, these enhanced or, you know, in some people's minds, defective clones. Obviously, a special project was in place. Omega came from this. And it's a secret lab. So there must be something going on. There's more answers to get. And Nalase is probably the one who has these answers. And she is the one who is in uh, the imperial custody, for lack of a better word. Remember at the end, in last week's episode, Rampart tells us that she is useful. Lama Su, a politician, is not. So Nalase, probably in the hands of the Empire. And we'll talk more about what exactly the Empire may or may not be doing uh, as we get to the end of the episode. But uh, really interesting stuff right there. I, I feel like we're setting up some some big mysteries for ne- possibly next season or possibly even some more reveals for next week just because there's, there's a lot uh, on the table right now for us to kind of like, just slice into and get that juicy, juicy meat going. It's going to be tasty. Trust me on this one. It's going to be really good. So Clone Force 99 makes their move. They're going to spring into action. They have Hunter's location pinpointed, but of course they step right in to Crosshair's trap. They leave Omega behind with her little droid who she's been reunited with in the lab, and uh, they concoct a plan. Once they realize something's gone wrong, they're going to unleash those battle droids from the very first episode because they're in that training room. All Again, all done by design by Crosshair. Uh, but just so happens, maybe that wasn't the best idea because, uh, again, Omega's down there and they're going to activate those droids and send those up to fight the fight the stormtroopers. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. We're, we're getting ready to kick off the big action sequence here, but there's a more character stuff here between Crosshair and the Batch now that they're all reunited in the same room together. And Cross, it sounds like Crosshair has some stuff to get off his chest a little bit. So let's go ahead and play a bit of that sequence here. Now, there are the other stormtroopers, the other members of his new unit, in this room with their guns drawn on Clone Force 99. Clone Force 99 has been disarmed, um, but there's like a, a bit of a, a, do, a domestic situation happening between Hunter and Crosshair and Echo and Tech and Wrecker. So let, let's kind of hear, listen to how this plays out. Hold your positions. So this was your grand plan. Bring us here and kill us. If I wanted you dead, you would be. Not that it wouldn't be justified. You betrayed everything we stood for. And for what? The Republic. We're loyal to each other, not some empire. You weren't loyal to me. I was one of you. You may have forgotten, but I haven't. And it's why I'm going to give you what you never gave me, a chance. All right, high drama right there. And the other stormtroopers in his unit, the the ES uh, is their signifying, uh, are not stoked (laughs) that this is not what, this is not what they signed on for. This was not the original plan. And they do not seem to want to go along with this. But again, Crosshair is their commander. So that's that, right? Mm, is it? We'll see. We'll see. All right, everything's ramping up here. Let's get into the next sequence from this big section. Uh, hello. Sir, I found the girl. Send her on a shuttle off-world. Crosshair, don't. It's for her own good. And yours. Omega belongs with us. Living among fugitives where she's in constant danger. 
want to protect the kid and let her go. Stop pretending to be something you're not, Hunter. We're not like the Rakes. We never have been. We're superior. The Empire can't protect the galaxy without strength. This is what we were made for. Think of all we could do. Together. We were brothers once. We can be again. Alright. High drama. High tension right here. As, uh, as Crosshair has cut the shackles from Hunter... And he's pushing them into the group, giving them a chance to, to stop what they're doing. Come back with Crosshair. Become the, the Clone Force 99 once again. Serving the Empire is what it sounds like. That sounds to be what he's looking for, right? He has no loyalty to these ES troopers. And, and we're going to see that play out very quickly here. And they're getting more nervous. The more Crosshair is talking, the ES clone, uh, stormtroopers are getting very very nervous as as decisions are being made and they are kind of left hanging. Uh, let's go ahead and play out a little bit more of this. Why would we trust you? Stand down. Negative, Commander. All right, there we go. More high tension, but now they are no longer listening to Crosshair, and uh, this is this is a turning point right here. One shot, <laughs> one shot, and Crosshair has killed the four ES troopers in the room with them. It is now just Hunter. Um, excuse me, it's Crosshair and the rest of the Clone Force ninety nine, and yeah, things have just turned really, really quickly, and. Now, more of the great conversation, the high tension, the high drama. So Omega and AZ are going to send up those droid, uh, those droid attack droids, right? They're the trainee droids, basically. Uh, but not before the high tension, the high drama continues. We have to listen to a little bit more of this. Crosshair, very judgmental <laughs> of what the Bad Batch has been doing, the way he feels that they've been wasting themselves. Check it out. Harry. You all are meant for more than drifting through the galaxy. It's time to stop running. Join the Empire, and you will have purpose again. You really don't get who we are, do you? Don't make the same mistake twice. Don't become my enemy. Crosshair. We never were. It's so good. It's so great. There's so much here to pick apart and just enjoy. And it's that juicy, the meat juices just flowing down, dripping over us. It's delicious. So really great stuff here. This is when the action really kicks in the gear. Those battle droids have been unleashed. And this is the when the, the, the moment when it all turns, when, when Crosshair sides with his brothers to fight against the droids and take out some stormtroopers in the process. Really great stuff. The music, the way the score kicks up, the way the, the action, the intensity, and again, that score does such a wonderful job of punctuating uh, just the, the awesomeness of what we are seeing as, as they are sort of reunited with each other. But one of the, one of the ES troopers does make, its, uh, make, make the escape and is going to give Rampart a report, and he's checking in with Tarkin right now. All the 
Essential personnel have been removed from Camino. And the chief scientist? Secured. The cloning technology is now firmly under Imperial control. Very good, Admiral. You may fire when ready. Now we know what that means. <laughs> the Empire is about to rain down fire into Paca City. Uh, again, now the Empire has control of the cloning technology. We can only assume that has something that that factors in two things down the road for Star Wars, whether it is uh, the cloning program uh, is the basis for what Palpatine is going to do to himself down the road. Uh, is it part of the process that, that Dr. Pershing is using on little baby Grogu in The Mandalorian? We don't know yet, but now that technology is part of the Imperial Arsenal, and we'll have to see how that shakes out moving forward. But with uh, very, very interesting stuff, and yeah, Nalase might have something, that's something to do with it too. Let's let's hang out, and we're going to wrap this up in a little bit. Vice Admiral Rampart is preparing to unleash all holy heck on Topaka City. Meanwhile, Clone Force ninety nine has defeated the battle droids, has defeated the ES troopers. And now we get a conf the, the, the showdown between Hunter and Crosshair resumes. But this time, uh, Hunter seems to have the upper hand. He has drawn his weapon against Crosshair. And they're about to have another little moment of sharing. As Clone Force 99 attempts to heal the wounds from, from the first episode of Season 1 here. Let's check this out. Again, more high tension, high drama. And I don't want to underplay that action sequence because it's, it's utterly fantastic. And I, I think everyone... Uh, that I've talked to about it, uh, had a had just was delighted by what they saw as far as that action went. It was really really good stuff. But it cannot, to, for me, it does not outscore the or does not outpace the 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 tension, the drama, and and this reunion between Crosshair and and the, the rest of Clone Force ninety nine. Everyone's surrounding Crosshair at this point. Crosshair. Forget the Empire. This isn't you. It's your inhibitor chip. We can help you. Wrong. I had my chip removed. A long time ago. Shocking information. <laughs> just... Just that comes out of nowhere and just completely blows our minds. Not just the minds of us, the audience, but Clone Force ninety nine. Their reaction to it is 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 you can see it. They 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 pause. They step back. They lower their wep their weapons. They're like, what? How can that be? Everyone under the assumption that this was all because of the inhibitor chip. And I think we speculated, you know, shows and shows ago, weeks and weeks back, that is this really is Crosshair really under the influence of the inhibitor chip, or is this who Crosshair is? And I think we're starting to get an answer to that question. But there's more to it than that, because uh, because Crosshair is so closed off emotionally, obviously being without his brothers, without Hunter and Wrecker and Tech and even Echo, uh, they, uh, it, he's not the same person that he was beforehand. So that's why he's trying to bring them back into the Imperial fold. But they're trying to get him to come out of the Imperial fold, be like, no, 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 we can be together, but not in the Empire. And, and so just so much good stuff here. I want to play the rest of it right now. Check it out. Since when? Does it matter? Yes. This is who I am. All right. That 
it's you heard the you heard the shot there. Hunter gets the stun blast off first, and Crosshair is stunned, and they are going to take him with them and and sort this out later. It is but it is very vital that we find out when exactly Crosshair had this chip removed. I'm very curious. I mean, he says it right there. This is who I am, and so I'm very curious if he's had that chip out for a long time. When if he was one of the, one of the clones who discovered it very very early on. Um, that's I believe if a memory serves, that's one of the uh, one of the episodes from the unfinished season of Clone Wars. So maybe maybe Crosshair was one of the clones in on it who knew who was made aware, or it's something that he figured out on his own and and kept to himself and is just dealt with. I'm very curious to get the to get the history, the backstory there. But again, he lays it out right there for us. This is who I am, and I love it so much. That's really really just great great stuff and a solid way to to sort of close out this episode as, again, Rampart is about to bombard Topaka City, burn it to the ground, and officially bring an end to an era here in, in Star Wars history. And it's also at this moment that we get those, those cut scenes, those, uh, those kind of quiet stills of, of various parts of Topaka City that we've seen uh, in the movies, where the clones are being trained, where the clones are taking their meals, uh, and, and stuff we saw throughout the Clone Wars. But for the first time, it's something that we all saw together when we watched Attack of the Clones. And um, there's even more to sort of the, the end of our time on Kamino because, again, Rampart is about to raise Topaka City, send it beneath the sea. It'll be a place that we never really get to explore again unless somehow we go undersea and have an adventure undersea in Topaka City, which, hey, it could happen. Uh, but th there's more symbolism in, in this because it is the closing of a chapter for Star Wars. The the clone experience is officially over in Star Wars. The Empire has moved on. They are wrapping this thing up. So yeah, you get these these wonderful still shots of, of these these images that we all know so well from the movies and from the show. Uh, and it's it's just a really quiet moment in a, in, a, in an action packed episode uh, that sort of under under underlines the, the drama and the, the again the symbolism of what's going on here a, a chapter is ending in Star Wars from here on out like the, the the Clone Wars the Clone Wars was over but now the clones are basically over and we will have to learn what their final fate's going to be down the road for the rest of the troopers um, but I can't imagine it going smoothly for them and particularly if, if anti uh, cloning uh, uh, again if there's, there's sort of like an anti clone sentiment in the enlisted men of people of the storm of the imperial army excuse me for tripping over my words there trying to get a lot of things out of my mouth at the same time that usually doesn't go well when i do that so slow down take a breath let's get it all out in a complete well thought out sentence that's what we try to do on man division but sometimes we're just excited and we talk too fast and then, <laughs> there you go but yeah I, I love that i love that quiet moment before uh the 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 cruisers begin to bombard the city. It's it's really really nice moment, and again I want to kind of uh, highlight some of the neat things about Camino that, that we don't even see in this episode. I mean, first time we go to Camino, what do we what do we get? We get a great sequence between Obi Wan Kenobi and Jango Fett. We is, it is the first place we meet Boba Fett canonically, canonically speaking. We are introduced to Boba Fett here at Topaka City. We get to. Um, it's also where Boba Fett was created. So that's that's of import as well. So something very, very interesting. And and you know, there's there's a lot from that prequel era that, that sort of spins out from being on Camino and Tabaka City. So 
uh, again, the, the end of an era in Star Wars, uh, but it's sort of closing the chapter finally, officially, on, on, the, on like the last remnant of the Republic era, and now we move fully into the Empire. So very, very good stuff. Uh, but of course, the bombardment begins as our heroes are trapped in the city, and it uh, looks like they have no way out. So quite the ending for our heroes. How are they going to make it out of, out of Topaka City? How are they going to survive the bombardment? Will they all survive the bombardment? Uh, there, there are a lot of questions to be answered in, in the next episode. Uh, and, and where does the batch go from here? How does, how does Crosshair feel about being amongst them, but now being an outlaw, probably being considered a fugitive? Because you would imagine that Stormtrooper that got, got back to the cruiser is going to report that, hey, by the way, he shot a bunch of other Stormtroopers and uh, was helping his former clone buddies uh, battle those droids. So, yeah, Crosshair is probably not going to be uh, very high on uh, Rampart's list to give hugs to at some point down the road. That's not going to work out really well for him. So I absolutely love this episode. I talked about how much I enjoyed it when I watched it this morning, when I watched it again this afternoon. Really, really delighted with this first part of the of the season finale for the Bad Batch. This is nine. This is a nine, nine, nine easy. And I, I hope they pick up uh, with the dramatic tension, with the high action uh, next week as well, and really wrap this season up, put a nice little bow on it. Really good stuff, really strong, uh, dramatic acting, the tension. Again, I, you know... When you think about it, it's Dee Bradley Baker having a conversation with himself. And to keep that drama in there, to keep that tension between the characters, uh, the man deserves some kind of an award because that's really an impressive, impressive stuff. And uh, Kevin Kiner's score, once again, he is knocking it out of the park. It's fantastic and really helps sell the, the whole thing. The whole thing in, in those dramatic moments and then in the, in the action-adventure moments, you know, when they're battling the droids, when they're when when Crosshair rejoins with his brothers to help them defeat the droids and the stormtroopers, it's really really strong, and I, I and I just hope you all loved it as much as I did. Really, really, really dig it. I can't wait for next week. Next week will be our final Bad Batch Friday for the year. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be uh, exciting. But the landscape just opens up for us there as we get to explore more avenues of Star Wars. We'll come up with more podcast episodes, interesting things to talk about, hopefully, things you want to pursue, things you want to explore more. And, yeah, it's going to be a hoot, so get ready for that. And you know I'm going to be back on Monday for Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. we got Cat and Mouse coming up from Season 2, and uh, that's a darn good episode. I really like that one. We once again go back to Christophsis to see, you know, Anakin doing some stuff. It's a good one. Stay tuned for that. If you are into other avenues of pop culture besides just Star Wars, uh, I just released over on the TomCast podcast, we just released, or I just released, a uh, solo reaction to The Suicide Squad, the new James Gunn written and directed DC Universe movie that's now available to watch on HBO Max or in theaters if you're up for it. Uh, I did a, It's a spoiler-free reaction episode where I just talked about my level of enjoyment, what I thought of the movie in very broad terms. No, don't get into too many specifics about anything. Like I said, no spoilers in the, in that in that review. There will be a big spoiler-filled review coming out on Monday on the TomCast podcast if you're ready for that. So swing over there if you, if you want to check that stuff out. And if you're just like, no, we just want you for Star Wars, that's okay too because I am here for all the Star Wars. So don't worry about that. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen. I hope you were enjoying the Bad Batch. I hope you're enjoying the Mando Vision podcast because 
I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for all you kind, kind people who take the time to download, support the show, share the show on social media, and all that good stuff. Because uh, it means the world to me that you do that, that you're listening, that you're sharing. It's so wonderful to see. My name is Tom. I hope if you're new, I hope you like what you heard. I hope you stick around. We are on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share this show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. Uh, if possible, so inclined, five-star reviews. Help us defeat the algorithm. Help us defeat the tyranny. That is the Empire. We <laughs> will be back so very, very soon. Uh, I hope you all have a great weekend if you're listening to this on a Friday. Uh, if you're listening to it later on, I still, I still hope your weekend's great. Go have a good one. Take care of each other. Stay safe. And remember, the podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.